welcome to the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. Uh, at the time of recording, it is November the 20th, 2020. I am Mash the Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes with the weather report is Andy the Android. Yo, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, we, we got a little rain, actually, which was uh, nice uh, living in California in 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had, we had a little bit of that for like a day, day and a half, maybe. <laughs> That's how I like it. Just, you know, r- the rain comes, it's nice for a couple of days, and then it goes away, you know. Um, it's nothing it's worse been, than... Oh, sorry. It's okay. Just looking at the... I hate looking at the forecast and seeing like seven days of solid rain. That's like no fun to me. Yeah, that happened to me when I visited... Uh, my dad a couple of years ago, we were supposed to take a trip, ride, ride our, uh, ride his motorcycles. Cause I don't have one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it rained for seven days <laughs> and we're not hardcore enough, or at least I'm not hardcore enough to go out and ride just for fun when it's raining a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh crazy dangerous, but, uh, yeah. I've done it. It's not, well, okay. We'll not say heavy rain, but I have rode in the rain and yeah. Riding in the rain is not fun. No, it's, it's doable. It's just not fun. I think everyone should experience it. Um, because, uh, I think you'll misjudge your traction a little bit, but you'll learn from it. You'll learn <laughs> yes. and then you'll know from that point forward. Um, yes, you'll know to actually, be more careful. <laughs> it reminds me of a quick story of my like first time kind of driving in the snow living where I live in California, it doesn't snow where I live. So I took a trip to Colorado, um, driving a friend's, uh, WRX. And, um, I went to make a turn at a T intersection. I needed to make a left turn. Um, but I was just going like a little bit too fast. And what ended up happening is the entire car just sort of like slid out. I missed the turn and almost perfectly parallel parked on the other side of the road. <laughs> and yep. that point forward, I knew I'm like, oh, you just have to drive like you're on ice skates, um, which is kind of what it is. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I've not driven in snow, but I had a similar experience when it was raining uh, pretty heavily somewhere where I used to live and I was driving my old VW bug and I, I basically did the same thing. I was at a stop. I was turning left. I did a full 360. <laughs> um, it might've, I don't know, actually it might've been a little bit more. Cause I then ended up instead of, you know, cause a 360, I guess I still would have been facing forward. I was facing another 90 degrees to the left. So I had rotated another 90 degrees. Uh, um, on top of that. So that was, uh, that was, that was scary. That wasn't that fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, be, be safe out there folks driving, especially if you're driving, listening to this right now when it's raining or snowing, be safe. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice. Uh, yeah. So you thought you tuned into the retro game time machine, but now we're just talking about weather and driving and motorcycles and kind of, I guess, yeah, getting, getting all that out of the way. Um, I don't know. What else you got? Anything else before we get into the rest of the show? Uh, no, it's, uh, just, you know, this, it's just been a little bit colder. So I've been doing things like making soup and, uh, buying cans of soup for when I'm too lazy to make soup. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I picked up some soup. 
uh, recently as well. Actually kind of excited for the uh, Thanksgiving holiday coming up here. Cause for me, it's gaming season. So yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of hoping for myself. Cause it's not going to be seeing family season for sure. <laughs> yeah. Not this year. <laughs> no, not this year. Hopefully next year. Um, yeah, it'll be inside hanging out, hopefully with video games, but, uh, well actually hopefully with, hopefully more so with my partner than video games for Thanksgiving since she's, since she's back. Um, I know that I mentioned many episodes ago and I think I probably just stopped talking about it cause it had been so long. Um, but yeah, she'd been gone for 10 weeks and mm-hmm. she just got back, uh, this, this past Monday. So it's great. It's great to have another person in the house, even though she's uh, in the back bedroom and we're both trying to hang out, not directly with each other. Um, unless we go on walks, um, which we've done a couple times now. But anyway, it's good Good to have another human in the house um, and really great to have her back. So yeah, hope to have some nice quality time uh, after a probably and hopeful negative uh, COVID result. Not that she has any symptoms, but you know, she traveled on a plane coming back. So Um, that's 10 weeks is a long time. That's like a, almost like a semester of of classes. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was a while. Um, But yeah, I'm hoping, Oh, this reminds me, I didn't put this game. Uh, in what I've been playing. Um, so spoiler alert, but I hope that she and I will have a chance uh, at least by then to check out the co-op, the, the new co-op uh, version, or I guess not version, but mode in the new Tetris Effect Connected that just came out on Xbox One and PC uh, and it's on Game Pass. Um, so yeah, She's so much better at Tetris than I am. So it'd be great to play with her cooperatively instead of, uh, <laughs> instead of, you know, head to head. Cause I can usually only win the first game and then she's warmed up and uh, just will not let me win. <laughs> <laughs> so you're tired of getting pummeled. You want to be on the same team. So <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right adding that to the bottom of my list because I don't know, maybe I'll have more to say about it than what I just did. Um, All right. Well then without further ado, let's get on into talking about the show and uh, well about the show talking in the show about the things that we're always talk about. And I didn't say that in a confusing way at all. Um, So yeah, for those who might be new um, or forgetful, First, we talk about the news, Uh, then we time travel, and in this case, we're going to be time traveling to September 10th, 1993, uh, where we are going to be playing and focusing on the game Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis or the Sega Mega Drive, depending on what part of the world uh, you hail from. And then we come back to modern day and then talk about the games that we've been playing. So let's talk about the news. Want to take away the first news item there? Yeah, yeah, this one's exciting for me. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so YouTube Premium subscribers uh, now have the option to get Google Stadia for free. It seems like it's a, or at least they did. 
Yeah. Like the promo might be over. <laughs> yeah. It was a temporary promo. Um, it was, you know, live for, I'd say like a week at least, but yeah. um, I ordered one. I'm really excited to check out Stadia. You just had to sign up for a, like a month free trial of Google Stadia Pro, which you can totally cancel, but the uh, hardware is yours to keep. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited because premium comes with some free games that you can check out. So, yeah. um, I want to see what those are like on Google Stadia. Um, but the, uh, the bummer is that I just noticed last night, my TV is starting to show symptoms that it could, something's definitely wrong with it. We'll just say, so I don't know if I need to replace my TV and it's like a bummer because I really want to play Google Stadia on this thing. And if I have to <laughs> replace the TV, it, it basically what's, what it's doing is going to make it in- impossible to play games, but it, the issue seems intermittent. So um, I'm just going to kind of use it until it really dies. So gotcha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, regarding Stadia, I was in uh, discord the other day, hanging out and uh, waiting to play a little bit of overwatch uh, with a friend and I don't know, actually I might've also played with you and the friend that I'm thinking of right now on that same day. But anyway, um, yeah. One of my old friends popped in and was like, Hey, I got to show you this. This is really cool. Uh, and then he started screen sharing in the channel and it was the new, uh, Ubisoft game that is like breath of the wild. Um, but he was, he was uh, doing a demo of it on stadia and, he was just sharing what, you know, what he was casting. He was sharing his browser window for me to see. Cause that's how he was playing was his, his uh, Chrome browser. That's the first time I've ever seen Stadia um, actually in motion. Mm-hmm. And at least through the screen sharing, I got to say like, it looked really smooth. And he was saying that he was using a PS4 controller um, and was having a great experience with it. So um, I know that we've, we've been somewhat critical of, uh, of that platform. Um, Cause I think, I still think it needs some criticism, but um, it does, it does look like from what I've seen so far that it performs really well. And actually I think um, somebody, somebody else that we both know uh, via work, um, I believe was trying something out on Stadia recently and, and he was telling me some really good things about it. So yeah, I think uh, the game you were thinking of is Genshin Impact. That's the one that's often uh, compared to Breath of the Wild. Wait, but is that made by Ubisoft? Oh, by Ubisoft. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that part. Um, hmm. I think it's something with Immortals in the title or Immortal. Okay. Um, hmm. but yeah, there's there's a special oh, demo. Yes, I know what... what um, uh, Phoenix Rising... There right, you go. that's the yes. okay. Yeah, that game looks really cool. Uh, actually, yeah, it does look cool. So anyway, the the little bit I saw looked fun, but when he was playing it, I was like, "Wow, that really looks like Breath of the Wild." Yeah, um, yeah. Which I mean, it's, uh, I guess we're at the point to where we're going to start seeing some of those uh, clones, yeah. you know, sort of popping up. Oh, I mean, I, it's really diminished, like diminishing to really call it a clone but it's you know i i don't think it's a well, bad thing you know it's 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 like how everything was called a doom clone for yes. a while yeah exactly or whatever like a whatever clone like a gta clone 
was a thing for a while, but then, you know, now there's just big open world games and they, they do their own thing now. So I imagine that those games will have their own thing, even if they're, if, even if they are very breath of the wild, like, yeah. Um, so stay tuned for my, like, um, you know, impressions yeah. on, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm really excited to play. Uh, I was recently forced to, um, upgrade to unlimited internet. Uh, because I was going to be looking at overage charges that are quite expensive. So um, I'm going to use my internet, uh, unlimited internet plan to its fullest. Yeah. So do it. Cool. Let's see. Next thing on the docket. Uh, Those smoking Xbox Series X videos appear to be fakes. So I think you may have brought some of this stuff to my attention. And I was like, what? Like, what? what is going on? Because I think, yeah, you might have even told me like, oh yeah, those are fake. It's people like blowing their vape smoke into the Xbox. And I was so confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, and, then, and then this article, like you see a bunch of the, the videos that people posted on Twitter or posted wherever that's like, they're trying to say that their Xbox is like melting or smoking or like, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't get the point of it. Yeah. It's, that's the thing too, is like, I almost thought of like fanboy propaganda in a way, you know, just. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, like, you know, I started to think about that, but then I'm like, but they obviously bought it. Yeah. So Totally. It doesn't it, make sense. It's it seemed like one of those videos, like someone blew some vape smoke into their uh Series X and it was pouring out smoke, but then they edited the videos to where it's like only showing it pouring out smoke out the top, which yeah. looked really bad. Um, so I remember actually reading a news article saying, Oh, this doesn't look good for the Series X if if these consoles are melting, catching fire. But yeah. It, you know, Microsoft came out and tweeted, like, please don't yeah, do that. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think it was like, I can't believe we have to say this, but please don't blow vape smoke into your Series X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it does seem like an odd thing to do. It's kind of like, I, I made the comparison, like rolling up a hundred dollar bill and smoking it. Like, <laughs> It just, it just doesn't yes. make sense. Just don't, don't do that. <laughs> well, though, though the smoking Xbox series X's were not accurate. I'm going to jump ahead two lines down in our news here uh-huh. to say, well, launch wasn't, wasn't struggle free for them. <laughs> there were definitely some issues uh, with logging in to Xbox live via the series X. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's got to be a bummer when you've got your brand new console and you're just wanting to log in, download something and try it out. Um, so, you know, stuff, stuff like that happens. Uh, sadly, whenever, whenever there's a new launch of things. Do you remember back when the Sony PlayStation network went down for like a month? Like you couldn't play. Oh man. Yeah, I do. I, I didn't, I didn't have, um, I didn't have a PS3 at the time, yeah. but I worked with a lot of people that did, and uh, it seemed it seemed bad. 
I, I know that I would have been really bummed. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was just down for so long. It was down for like a month and it was just like a, it just kind of reminded me of that. Like, you know, we've, we've, it was unprecedented for the time, like yeah. <laughs> that an online service would go down for so long. You just flat out could not play any online games, which didn't affect me very much. I just played games offline, which is what I usually did, but it yeah. was strange, you know? Um, I don't know what I was playing at the time, but yeah, I think I think during that time, uh, if I remember the time frame right, it might have been I don't know, it might have been too early for it, but I might have been playing Skyrim on my computer, um, or I was playing something on Xbox 360 for sure during yeah. that time. And I think I think the 360 had some outages during that time. It just wasn't like the same prolonged outage. Uh, that was on, on PSN, which, yeah, that, uh, I hope, I don't, I hope we don't get anything like that again. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do a real bad time. It would be, oh man. Yeah. I, I think a lot of things were learned, <laughs> but, um, speaking of Sony too, I did want to just call out this article about the, uh, Sony addressing the PS5's lack of web browser and yeah. 1440p support. So that was one thing that they were getting a little bit of flack for is like, oh, if you have a 1440p monitor, uh, you're going to have to just run it, your games at 1080p. There's no in-between 4K, 1440, yeah. sorry, and uh, 1080p. So that's... Uh... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's only, I guess it's not common for TVs to have that resolution, but you know, for the folks that uh, are just trying to connect to their gaming monitor, uh-huh. um, that's got to be a bummer to not yeah. have that, at least not out the gate. I mean, I, I think they're alluding to the fact that like, if they get enough complaints, then they'll, um, then they would do something about it, but they, they potentially, I'm guess, or I'm guessing you're, you know, that, they're along the lines of like, well, if we don't have enough people that are going to use this, then why, why go through the effort of doing it? Yeah, it it just definitely seems like Microsoft Microsoft's beat here for better or for worse is they're sort of hitting the ground running with this launch because a lot of their software and their capabilities, the operating system that runs on the Series X, it's an evolution of the Xbox One where the PS5 yeah. definitely feels like something that's brand new. And there are certain things like this that are like, oh, well, this wasn't on our priority right now. <laughs> We're trying yeah. to get everything else up and running first. So yeah, uh, it's it's kind of similar to the way that Nintendo launched the Switch with some of the things in the OS. And I'm sure it was probably the, it was probably even the same with the Xbox One and the PS4. It's just, you know, it's been seven years, so I don't remember. And yeah. I didn't get either one of them right at launch either. So and I think it's just further highlighted that Xbox One sort of has these things and the PS5 doesn't. So, yeah. Um, but as far as the hype goes, I feel like I'm hearing a lot more about the PS5 hype rather totally. than the Xbox <clears throat> Series X hype. So, yeah, same. Um, to, to me, I think the Series X still, I think, is the better value. I think there's not really a reason to buy a PS5 right now, but I understand that people want what they're going to yeah. want. So. Unless unless you're a fan of the, the Souls series. Yeah, Demon that looks really good. I was, I was just watching a video on Demon Souls too. So I want to play yeah. that at some point. Looks great. Yeah, I, I definitely um, at some point would like to, to own both of these. Because uh, why not? 
they both they both have great exclusives. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's keep on chugging along. Um, speaking of exclusives, well, this isn't really an exclusive, so never mind. Um, Halo Four arriving on PC uh, November the seventeenth. So that is three days in the past. Uh, at the time of this recording. Um, but that is the the final, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Halo game to be released for the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, uh, that's that sounds right. Yeah, for the PC. So now I think all we have to do is wait for full um, cross-play compatibility. Yeah, there, it, it sounds like um, it, this one does come with some uh, cross-platform compatibility, but it's uh, just for multiplayer and firefight. It, you cannot play the campaign together. Uh, oh, that sucks. So, yeah, there is some uh, cross-compatibility. Now, uh, someone actually brought this up at work. Is they they were asking if Halo Five would be coming to the PC, and oh. hmm. I don't think there's any plans for it. But I think as as far as um, I, I don't think that it's in, in the realm of impossible, but uh, yeah. I, I basically am saying, I think it's going to be a lot easier to bring Halo five to the PC than it would be to most of any of these other games <laughs> since yeah. there's yeah. just, just the newest one. You know, I, I feel like it's probably just been developed uh, a little bit in a more open state. That's a, a large assumption. So I don't know. Yeah. I actually hadn't thought about that because I, I still haven't, other than playing a little bit of multiplayer in Halo 5, I have not played Halo 5. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I, I own it. <laughs> I want to play yes. it one of these days. <laughs> does, does it, wait, I, th- I thought, did they remove co-op multiplayer? Oh, no. They, sorry, not co-op multiplayer, but uh, co-op campaign. No, with, I think with what I'm thinking of that they removed was split screen. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I think that was Which, in Halo Four. I think they were. I, I thought, but maybe I could be mistaken there. But oh, well, somewhere in yeah, there. Somewhere. But I think that's. I think it's a weird thing to do to Halo is remove the split screen. But, yeah. I mean, I know that it's not as common, especially now in most cases, but still, it's a it's a nice option to have. Um. Yeah. So. Awesome for Halo. Yay. We're, we're hopefully going to be checking that out here soon. So I want to play yeah. that this weekend. No, I'll, I'll have to actually download it. So, okay. So then, then he was talking about playing four. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, so uh, another thing here, um, how, uh, how much, how much space is, am I going to need to, to play Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War? Um, 180 gigabits on console. Oh my goodness. Um, Which apparently that is, when I was looking at the article, it was saying that's at least 50 gigs above what Activision and Treyarch had announced a week prior to this article's release. And this article was released on the 10th of November. So it's about 10 days old. It's growing. Um, (laughs) Yeah. At probably at the time of recording now, it's uh, it's probably 200 and 
280 gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then by the time the next episode comes out, it's going to be 500 gigs. It's, it's just going to, it's going to grow. It's going to be crazy. Well, uh, the good no, news is all seriousness. <laughs> I mean, a, a new call of duty comes out every year, so you can just delete the old one and install the new one when, <laughs> when it yeah, comes except out. for those folks that are still playing, uh, what is it? Warzone, And then they also want to play this. Oh, it's like hope, hope you got a bigger hard drive than 500 gigs because you'll only be able to have two games installed. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I want to have hope and you know, that like Fortnite recently, you know, I think we, we might've covered it, but you know, released a patch that they sort of shrank the game from like 80 gigabytes down to 30 or whatever. So I'm, you know, but I don't think they're going to put the time into it. I think they're just going to move on to the next game. So yeah, well, there, there's also like you can you can uninstall different pieces of the game, but I think you have to install the entire thing first. Oh, I see. Um, so yeah, I, I think they've done that with like Warzone slash, um, what is it? Modern the new Modern Warfare, um, where you can I think choose different things to remove. But yeah, it would be nice if if it just was taking up less size. Or you're, yeah. Sorry, less space, not size. Um, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I mean, I am kind of I am kind of curious to play it, though, to get back on a serious topic about the game. I, I, I don't own it, and I have not purchased it um, yet, but I'm considering it because, I don't know, I enjoyed Modern Warfare. I, I finally got back in uh, to playing a Call of Duty game per like recommendation and yeah i had a good time i enjoyed it i thought it was fun at least play, of, playing single player i see yeah i had a lot of technical issues in multiplayer oh, and right. single player yeah it's just it, it um i mean just in case anyone experienced this but i was getting kicked from games um it both single player and in multiplayer just at random um, but yeah. it was, it was a networking issue. Um, so I unfortunately had to replace the majority of my network, but it was a networking issue, <laughs> man. That's, that's similar to like, that was, that was Splinter Cell chaos theory or chaos theory for me when I was trying to play it on the PC. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, I had something installed on my computer that the, 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 copy protection or what like the drm that was on the game because it saw there was an application on my computer that it didn't like it would not let me launch the game not that i was using anything with that with my game but it was like it was just uh you know essentially so that i could mount an iso instead of having to put a disc into my computer it just didn't like that it's like nope you're gonna you're trying to do nefarious things wow um so yeah i bought that game and because it was pc and used a serial code i couldn't return it so i was like cool i bought this game that i can't play (laughs) (laughs) anyway um yeah that was a long time ago let's see um ooh, cyberpunk 2077 reconfirms that the december release date is in fact, accurate, but I know their Twitter account did that about the November release. I know that it, it verified, like when somebody was like, 
I saw it come up because I can't remember if it was in this article or a different one where somebody was like, hey, and they tweeted at the cyberpunk uh, account and was like, I'm about to request the day off. Can you verify for me that it's actually coming out in November or whatever date it was? Um, and they were like, yep, take the time off. Oh, no. Literally, literally one day later was the announcement oh. that it got pushed back to December 10th. Um, which, you know, I don't, I don't fault the person who runs that account because they probably, they probably didn't even know. Um, so yeah, so we got the reconfirmation, but they reconfirmed it last time. So we'll see. (laughs) Yep. And the productivity of the world died that day. (laughs) Um, but, uh, we'll see. I'm really anxious to see how the game is reviewed. I'm sure it's going to be great and everything, but yeah. I'm just, um, you know, maybe, uh, just this year, I, I think I have to, there's some good releases coming out. Um, so I just going to have to pick and choose which games I can play and which ones I'm not. So, yeah. And I don't have it as a news item here, but, uh, there was just a new gameplay trailer that was just released for cyberpunk. That's like, four, maybe five minutes long. Mm -hmm. Um, So I watched that as opposed to like their 40 minute deep dive things that they've been doing or 20 minute long videos. Um, So I, yeah, I watched that and I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I've, I've been excited, but I've also been trying to take a step back to not, to not like fully board that hype train. Like (laughs) I've just been watching the hype train go by. Yep. Um, and it's it's got a cool sounding uh, I don't know horn whistle yeah whistle whatever <laughs> it's it's like a siren calling me um, but yeah I've tried to not get too wrapped up in it because this does look like a game that I would like lose my mind for potentially so in a good way yeah so yeah hopefully they stick to next month because uh, I would love to play that over the holiday break. Um, so, uh, speaking of new games coming out, Sony has reportedly discussed increasing, uh, game prices above $70. Yeah, they, they did, I believe. Oh, hold on. Oh, they've updated the article since I first linked it. It says the reports were categorically false. Oh, so, okay. We got fake no news. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. I do really appreciate though that they came back and they updated the article um, to fact check it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, they. So, oh, okay. So it's it says the 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 reports that the company previously discussed raising prices beyond seventy dollars was false. Okay. Um, but did not rule out further rises in the future. So, um, which I mean, that totally, I mean, that, of course that makes sense. You're not going to say you're never going to raise the price ever. Mm -hmm. Like you just, you don't, you don't do that because you might, you might need to someday. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I do understand that games, uh, they cost more money to make now. There's at least with the kind of tech that people are trying to push for. Yeah. Um, it takes so many more people to make such a big game and it takes a long time compared to, you know, a game like ET on the Atari was like 
five weeks or something. Largely like one person, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like the amount of time required, the complexity, all of the things involved, it's like, you know, I, I, I could, I could buy the fact that they need to raise the price, but when they're doing it in conjunction most of the time, and I'm not saying Sony specifically, I'm just, I guess I'm being incredibly vague right now and just kind of calling everyone out about like all the DLC and all of the, I don't know how there's a lot of things with that, that it, that it really feels like in, in some cases people are being nickel and dimed uh, for some of their content, even in like single player games. Um, so anyway, it's, it's an interesting time for all of this. Yeah. The, the game economics are kind of all over the place in some ways it's cheaper, right? Because, um, you know, before for inflation, if, well, yeah, if there's inflation, but there's also, um, you used to have to like, you know, either make your own engine or license an engine, like actually go out and buy it from somebody. Now you can get licenses for free. Um, And like Epic will actually incentivize you to, if you sell on their platform and use their engine, you'll get a better cut. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so there's that, but as far as, yeah, the complexity and the art and those things have gone up, but there's also more gamers out there too. So yeah, the it's, it's really interesting. it's, you know, and there are still people that make, you know, have small teams that make games and are able to distribute them for cheap, which is cool. Um, Yeah. Like, I I wonder how big the team that made Fall Guys is. I mean, they're just an example of like, probably, I'm assuming a small team. uh, It's just been a runaway success. Yeah. Well, I, I thought about Among Us also, you know. That too. Like, <laughs> There's probably yeah. a, a thousand games on Steam that are just like it, but that one in particular was the was the moneymaker. <laughs> that was it. That was the one that took off. Yeah. Because, um, you know, looking at the trailers of that game, I did it. I did what I do to so many games on Steam as I just sort of dismissed it. I looked at it and said, that's not a game that I would want to play. Um but it turns out it was a lot of fun. So that's a real lesson in, you know, judging a book by its cover. So. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Star Wars content coming to Minecraft. Oh, that sounds, it sounds awesome. I haven't looked into specifically what's in there, but if they have lightsabers, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It is a map, a skin pack, a full bespoke texture set mobs and uh item reskins ui treatment even a licensed soundtrack oh wow um it says you'll get content from the original trilogy a new hope empire strikes back and return of the jedi as well as the mandalorian uh and i guess you've got to buy it from whatever marketplace or device you use uh to play minecraft so how long until we have like a shot for shot remake of the star Wars movies in, in Minecraft? <laughs> that'd be Minecraft. That'd, oh, be, that'd be hilarious. I would watch it. Just saying, get to work fans. <laughs> that's too, that's too funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, that looks pretty cool. Like I, I, I don't play much Minecraft myself, but I do really think that content like this coming to it is really awesome. Um, same thing with all the Nintendo content that they added to the like Wii U and Switch versions of Minecraft. Um, 
It's like it's like the the perfect type of game to cross over with everything. Yeah, and I I wish I would just I would love to play more. Um, it's just kind of finding people that want to play, which is kind of tricky. But um, my I can confirm that there are lightsabers in in the skin or something that they're using. You have an, a lightsaber like item. Um, I don't know if it's a reskin of a sword or something, but that's kind of what it looks like. Um, but yeah, some of the skins they have here look incredibly detailed, um, which I, I think is really cool. Yeah, they look good. Um, as detailed as Minecraft gets, let's just be clear. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Um, so, uh, Bud Light made a video game console that also cools two beers. Man. This looks this looks really cool and completely unnecessary, but um, yeah, it looks like a it looks like a six pack, but it's got a projector built into it. It also has Tekken Seven and Soul Calibur Six, and uh, oh, and apparently it's got four four other games and sixteen gig sixteen gigs of built in memory. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's just yes, it's it's, uh, it's a portable, projectable video game system that carries and cools beer. So I I don't know what else to say other than I saw it, thought it was really neat, <laughs> thought it's a uh, quite an interesting novelty. Um, and just thought thought I should share. <laughs> it looks like a standalone projector um, too. So it looks like yeah, you might be able to got... plug things into it. Oh, uh, I see. So, like it doesn't have to necessarily just play these games. Oh. Um, I need to know how much they want for this thing. Because the projector thing kind of sounds super premium. Um, but uh, I mean, it plays Tekken 7. What What is this thing? It might be... Uh, so the, the, there's... It's funny that sometimes like uh, I, I see like karaoke machines, which um, when you turn them on, they're running some sort of build of Windows because like yeah. <laughs> you get like the Windows XP, like, you know, Green XP? Hills. Yeah, like oh sort God. of not Green Hills, but you know, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Sonic, I think when I say Green Hills. Green, but green anyway. Hill Zone. Yeah, the Windows yeah. XP Green, green Hill Zone background. Yes. Yeah, so it's, but it's... Um, just sort of modified anyway it's just i don't know how legitimate these karaoke machines are but they've they've got some so this might be a pc basically is what i'm trying to say yeah that's that's my guess is it's like it's running some kind of system on a chip type thing um but probably windows um i guess they must be running some kind of drm free versions of those games too and i mean I I like Tekken Seven and Soul Calibur Six. Um, if this thing, if this thing, uh, I don't know if they had like the Bud Light themed arcade sticks or something to go with it, I think it'd be that much better. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna have to check this thing out. Just I, so I need to know fun, more about it. A novelty, yeah. Um, let's see, getting close to the end here and Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting Christmas, Thanksgiving 
and some save data transfers. Save data transfers better than those other two things combined. (laughs) Yes. Um, So yeah, it looks like uh, Turkey Day is going to be here uh, November 26th in Animal Crossing. And then let's see, Toy Day is going to be going December 1st through the 25th. Uh, Let's see, and players will be able to gather ornaments from trees to create new seasonal items, while holiday-themed decorations and clothing will also be available. It's kind of amazing how um, Animal Crossing sort of does these things, but sort of skirts the, uh, you know, religious or cultural references just by (laughs) changing the name a little bit. So it's a... but it, you know, I'm glad I'm glad they're doing it. Um, yeah, and also uh, there will be apparently some New Year themed items between December 26th and the 31st. Mm-hmm. So, really, this game could not have come out in a better year. Like this, this, this game is probably going to be the stand-in for Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's for so many people. Um, so. I'm I'm so glad that Nintendo was able to bring it out just in time for the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a story I threw on here. Yeah. Um, so there was a a bit of a this is a little story time here, but speaking uh, of fighting games. <laughs> it, so Capcom's um sort of Capcom had a, like a, a big release schedule that sort of uh, leaked. And I, I, I kind of feel a little bit bad reporting on this story because uh, some, so basically some hackers got a hold of it. They told Capcom that, um, Hey, we've got your release schedule, give us some money and we won't release it. And Capcom said, you know what you guys can, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Exactly. And uh, so they went ahead and released it, um, which is, you know, kind of to our benefit. But man, I, you know, uh, feel bad for Capcom on this one. But anyway, we got some Resident Evil games, which um, uh, looks like they it's sort of confirmed a Resident Evil 4 remake, um, which is kind of crazy. That game's been sort of remade and released a bunch. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Street Street Fighter Six, St- Super Street Fighter Six, and Ultra Street Fighter Six all have sort of scheduled <laughs> release dates. Um, Super Ultra Street Fighter Six Alpha. Tournament. Yeah, there we go. Tournament edition, right? Yes. So, <laughs> um, and uh, there was a there was one more that was on here that I wanted. To, uh, Monster Hunter Six was also. Oh, uh, which is interesting. It's different than Monster Hunter World, right? So maybe that's a. I, I haven't played any Monster Hunter games, but maybe that's a. Oh, Monster Hunter World uh, is it's pretty fun. Um, though, I, I think it's it's definitely best with with other people. Um, and there's also that new Monster Hunter that's coming to the Switch that I know that we talked about in one of the news segments in a previous episode. Um, the, uh, another one that was sort of like w- one of the big sort of secrets here is that apparently a Power Stone remix or remake is uh, Power Stone. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought that you might know a little bit about this game. I I don't. I've heard of it, but um, yeah, Power Stone. Uh, it's on the Dreamcast, and it's like um, I, I'd say it's it's 
it, so it's a fighting game that I'd put it in the same type of category of fighting game that um, Smash Brothers is in. Uh-huh. As far as like, it's not, it's, it's, it's nothing like Street Fighter. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing like the 2D plane or even 3D like Tekken and, um, and Soul Calibur. It's like, I don't know, you run around in a, an actual like little 3D environment and, and fight and you can do it up to, uh, I think up to four players. Yeah. It's sort of a cult classic, isn't it? Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the very expensive games on the Dreamcast, and I uh, there's a Power Stone two that came out of the Dreamcast as well. I see. So yeah, that's that's fun to hear that they're going to be doing a new Power Stone game. Like I I I know the the Dreamcast community that is still active <laughs> um, will be very happy to see new Power Stone. Yeah, I think I think uh I think so. So it's it's kind of cool to see. I love seeing those old franchises come back. Yeah. Um, the, um Final Fight remake anybody? That's also Oh, Final Fight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm looking forward to that then. Um and uh, I I have to I, I should name off the Resident Evil games. They said uh, Resident Evil Outbreak for Q4 2021. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, also, um, Biohazard Apocalypse Q3 of uh, fiscal year 2023. So, um, okay. So there, there are ways out. Yeah, some un- yeah, definitely some unannounced titles uh, here. And yeah, so and also because it's this early, then and like anything can change. Oh no, these are the these are the real dates, man. These are when they're coming. <laughs> no, of course, yeah, we don't. You know, I I um I I would almost you know it'd be cool for Capcom if they completely stuck it to them and sort of flipped the schedule on them or something. I I don't know, but um, it's interesting. Uh, when so the soonest release of uh, one of the Street Fighters? Uh, I think that was. I think they were talking 2022 fiscal year 2022. Oh, that reminds me. I was playing some Street Fighter the other yeah. day. Yeah. So 2022. Um, okay. Last story that I have on here is uh, a 007. Yeah. In the, re- in the works, which we haven't had one in a while. Um, I think I heard like seven years since the last James Bond game, like came out or something like that. Um, yeah. You know, admittedly, I've not really played. I don't think I've played a James Bond game like really <laughs> since Goldeneye on the N64. I think Goldeneye, you know, I, I was pretty young in in '96, but um, I think that's kind of what made me a fan. So uh, I played some of those like uh, games after it. 007 Agent Under Fire and and you um, can't forget Nightfire. Nightfire, yeah, <laughs> which is oddly similar. And then um, uh, oh, there were a few. Yes. Um, there was one that was that was actually a third-person shooter, which I'm trying to remember uh, which game it was. It wasn't based on a movie. I think it was just like a, a standalone game. But yeah, um, I'll have to I'll have to look that up. But it's um, anyway. The the story here is that a new 007 game is coming out, and IO Interactive is developing it. Which IO Interactive is most 
uh, notably known for the Hitman series. So, it, oh, it, okay, yeah, it kind of makes sense now, right? Like you hear that, you're like, oh, that sounds kind of awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll kind of we'll we'll see what happens um, with that. Uh, I think the game I was thinking of that was in third person was everything or nothing. Now that I'm anyway, this makes me a bad podcast. I can't stay on topic here, <laughs> but um, any, anyway, the uh, I'm really excited. Uh, they just showed a teaser. That's it. We have no gameplay. We have no idea what, what this game looks like. Yeah. I tried uh, watching the teaser the other day when I saw um, online that this was announced but I think it wasn't supposed to be out yet. So it had been pulled. So I didn't get to watch it and I see that it's on there now, but I'll have to, I'll have to circle back when we're done and check that out. Yeah, totally. So it's, um, yeah, it's not, not much to see so far, but wait, anyway, it, it could be also a ways off. They don't have a, a final title for the game. Either. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, that's exciting though to see that um, that those folks are making a bond game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it just seems like the perfect. They have the right pedigree and if it's anything like it man, it'll probably be really good. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm I'm just assuming cuz I actually have not played any of the Hitman games though um, I would like to very soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're actually uh, on Stadia as well, so maybe I'll check that. I, I can't remember if one comes free or not, or if it's uh, it, you got to pay for them. Probably got to pay for them, but yeah, I think I think I already have one of the at least one of the Hitman games, if not if not multiple from Games with Gold. Yeah, um, on my Xbox, so I'll check that out. Yeah. Is this is this the end of the news? We got anything that, else? That's the end of the news. That's all. That's all I have. All right. Well, then I think it's time to pull out that musical time machine. And uh, like I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to be going back to September 10th, 1993. Uh, So without further ado, let's head on into that time machine. And we have arrived here, September the 10th, 1993. And oh my god, I love this song. Dream Lover by Mariah Carey is playing. <laughs> I'm actually listening to it right now. It's on it was, YouTube. So it was the number one song uh this day. Um man, I loved Mariah Carey during that time. Yeah, I I definitely had a or sorry, this time. <laughs> yes, during this time. Um, I, I pulled out my, I think that was the first CD I ever got was a, uh, Mariah Carey butterfly oh, yeah. album. Yep. That was my man, that Mariah Carey. I bet, I bet she's going places. Yes. Um, so also here, September the 10th, 1993 X-Files debuts today. X-Files wow. today. Dun, dun, <laughs> That's dun, so dun, cool. Dun, dun. Gunstar heroes. And X-Files. Um, later in this month, Meat Love's song, I'll Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That, <laughs> was released. 
Uh, also, six days after the release of Gunstar Heroes, the TV show Frasier aired its first episode. Uh, the Aaron Burr Got Milk commercial. Do you even know what this is? You know uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I know the Got Milk commercial. I don't know if I heard the, saw the first one, but uh, uh, yeah. So it 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 wasn't this month. It was just a 1993 thing that I thought was cool because. I, I definitely remember this commercial, but I did not know uh, until I found this that it was directed by Michael Bay. Michael Bay directed this Aaron Burr Got Milk commercial. Anyway, wow. so continuing on here in 1993, uh, this month being September, the Rolling Stone cover features a topless Janet Jackson with somebody behind her, like essentially being her hand bra. Um, I completely remember all of the stuff that stirred up about this, uh, issue when I was a kid. Um, yeah, it was, it was wild kind of finding some of these things, uh, as I was looking for little nuggets about, you know, 1993. Uh, and then also here in 1993, the Saved by the Bell gang graduated from high school. Um, on the show, because they were probably already older than that and already graduated by the time their characters graduated from high school. Um, but man, I love that show. I, I watched so much of Saved by the Bell uh, whenever I'd get home from school. Yeah, I was at the age to where I only wanted to watch cartoons, so I'd always change the channel whenever Saved by the Bell came on, which oh. makes me sad now because it looks like a great show, actually. So, oh my God, have you not really seen Saved by the Bell? Not really. I, I know the I know the song. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Um, okay, well, I guess let's talk about Gunstar Heroes. I will let you take it away. Cool. So uh, going into uh, Gunstar Heroes history, uh, development on Gunstar Heroes began um, uh, among a team of staff working at Konami in 1991. Following an unwillingness of Konami to embrace their original game ideas, the team quit in 1992 and formed Treasure uh, to see their project through. The team wanted to develop their game for the Genesis because of the system's powerful Motorola 68. Dude, last processing. Micro, yeah, last processing. Yeah, I know. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's fast. Uh, Sega initially rejected their proposal, but later granted approval after they had been working for Sega for several months on McDonald's Treasure land adventure <laughs> i thought it would be treasured island but anyway treasure land adventure uh treasure worked on both games in parallel and released gunstar heroes worldwide as their first game in 1993 that is one hell of a debut game yeah um, it's oh, uh, so as far as uh, the reception, uh, Gunstar Heroes achieved greater recognition than Treasure anticipated. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly called it their game of the month, and the game placed in uh, Beep Mega Drive's reader rankings in Japan. Uh, game fan deemed it the game of the year and called it a new benchmark for action games. Uh, mean Machines, Sega, 
wrote that Gunstar Heroes was setting a new standard for action games on the Genesis, calling a stunning title in both appearance and the gameplay it offers. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly agreed with one critic calling it the one of the most intense games I've seen on the home video game scene, uh, probably comparing it to arcades at the time. Um, both Sega Magazine and Sega Force felt the game was a must-buy for Genesis owners, which when we get into it a little bit on my take, I, I can totally see what they're talking about. <laughs> I could not agree more with, yeah. with all of this reception. Um, <laughs> so the overview of Gunstar Heroes, uh, for those of you that are like, hey, what the heck is this game? Uh, so it's a run-and-gun game played by, or sorry, played from a side-scrolling perspective, similar to Contra. The game can be played single-player or cooperatively with a partner. Uh, the control, sorry, <laughs> I skipped a sentence. Uh, players take control of Gunstar Red and Gunstar Blue as they battle uh, with an evil empire for control over the seat of powerful, sorry, not over a seat, over a set of powerful gems. Uh, if only I could read. Uh, the game features seven stages, of which the first four can be tackled in any order. The stage formats vary, while some feature a typical left-right format. Others have the player riding in a minecart along walls, fighting enemies on a helicopter, or playing a board game, which we can definitely talk about. Yes. Uh, completing a level grants the player an extension to their maximum health, which um, I thought that was really helpful. Uh, so let's see when starting a game, the player can choose either free or fixed firing stance. The fixed stance immobilizes the character while shooting while the free stance has the player move in the direction they're firing. Uh, the player also has a choice of starting weapon. There are four shot types in the game, a homing shot, a lightning blaster, a flamethrower and machine gun. Each weapon has its strengths and weaknesses and can be swapped with others from the item drops in each stage. The weapons can the weapons could be combined with each other to produce unique shot types. For example, the homing shot can be combined with the machine gun to add a homing effect to the latter, or two lightning shots can be combined to create a more powerful lightning gun. Uh, in addition to the firing of their weapon, the players can pull off a series of acrobatic maneuvers, including jumping, sliding, grabbing, and throwing enemies. Um, yeah, so that's. That's all the stuff that you can do in the game. Um, it's super fun, but I, I will let you give uh, your impressions first. Yeah. And um, so I, j I just wanted to say, like, when we were uh, earlier, when we said both Sega Magazine and Sega Force felt like it was a must buy, it definitely feels like a Sega game, like, um, especially the music in particular. Like, it just, yeah. it sounds that like sound chip. Man, just, I mean, I have a lot of nostalgia for like Sonic the Hedgehog and it's definitely the soundtrack like feels like it could have been ripped directly from a like a, a Sonic game of that era. So, um, yeah, I can I, see that. And, you know, I never played this game before, but I was really surprised with how the characters control and play. There's a lot of mobility um, that they yeah. have and, um, you know, just sort of like, it seems like it, it seems like it ages very well. It feels very modern and like the how quickly you can move across the screen and sort of attack things. Um, I have to give a shout out to my favorite slash worst boss, which is curry and rice. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, he he comes up in that dice palace. Yeah, which um, which is like the board game like level. Um, yeah, you know, to- towards the end, I said su- I should say we played together this um, multiplayer. Uh, yeah. Over, uh, I'm jumping ahead here a little bit, but we, no, we sort of, it was sort of advertised that the Steam Remote Play together was was supposed to work with this game. Yeah. Um, so in like, please somebody correct me uh, if I'm absolutely wrong about this, but I don't remember seeing it said that the game supports multiplayer on the Steam page, but it says that it supports remote play together. So that's why we were trying remote play together and it would not work. And it was so incredibly frustrating. And, uh, and then seemingly on the, the Sega mega drive collection, sort of like uh, interface for yeah. like, um, there was, there's a, there's an online option. Yep. There's, <laughs> there's just a multiplayer option right there. Yeah. Um, but I think both of us were so focused, like trying to get the remote play together thing to work that uh-huh. neither one of us realized it that day when we were trying to do it. Like, damn it. It's just, well, I guess we're not going to be able to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we played together and we encountered it seemingly random because there are um, different bosses that seem very in the universe. But suddenly you're fighting this giant monster that is curry and rice. There must not have been a curry and rice fan in the... <laughs> At the studio, they must have like really disliked I mean, curry and rice or something. Just that 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 particular mini boss in that dice stage, curry and rice, actually just looks like poop. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't see that, but but uh, but uh, he just looked like a poop monster to me. He just looks silly. <laughs> He's dancing around, doing like kung fu moves, kind of you know, on you, and it's yeah. just he's incre- he seems like he does a lot of damage, and he's difficult so, to damage. Also, so you only fight him, if I'm not mistaken, when you land on the tile that is the no gun tile. Yes. It takes away your weapons and you have to you have to like melee combat. And I think the first time that we experienced that, we weren't really doing any melee stuff. So he just like wiped the floor with us. Like we didn't know how to fight him. Yeah, it's, I mean, it definitely seemed like when I meleeed him that he was doing damage to me at the same time. I couldn't find a way to attack him without being attacked. The way that I found to do it is you have to jump and then hit the jump button again. So you're doing that like belly flop looking move. Uh-huh. Um, and then when you're hitting him that way, I think as long as he's not in an attack animation, um, that is when you do damage to him. I see. Um yeah, I'm pretty sure because I I did end up uh, like playing through myself and beating him, um, and then moving on. But anyway, so you got to smash the curry and rice is what I'm hearing. Yep. So okay, yeah. Yep. Um, the game seems like it's really short uh, because there's only four levels. But as we've kind of noticed here through our playthrough, there's sort of a lot of. Uh, do we want to call it post-game content? Like after you finish the levels, there's like well, yeah, of- it 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 like in the description it says there's technically seven levels, um, but you know you have you have those four that you can see to begin with, and those four I like you can kind of take a Mega Man approach and just like pick whichever one you want to do, um, and I guess you know you can be strategic about it. Um, I always just go straight here straight through just like left to right mm-hmm. um 
but you can like pick and do the dice stage one first if you want to. I see. Um, but it's probably better to save that one for the end, like you would if you go left to right, because um, also like earlier we called out, you get additional health, like your maximum health increases after every level that you complete. So it's definitely in your best interest to have the most health possible going into that dice stage because of how often we rolled a one. (laughs) Yeah. But we just had to, we like cleared that whole path all the way to the boss um, only to each have one HP against the boss and then just like get spit on and then have to continue and start over. (laughs) I mean, I thought it was cool. It felt like very smash brothers thing where they just sort of put a dice, uh, a die there for you to sort of grab or kick and it, it sort of flies and rolls for you. It just, and uh, since we were playing two player two, it had us take turns rolling the die. So, yeah. Yeah. And then also one thing that I totally forgot until we were doing this is, so if you die and you know, you're the person you're playing with is still alive. When you continue, you take half of the other person's life. Like half of the HP goes to you and it's just sucked away from the person you're playing with. Um, So you you technically can keep doing this over and over until each one of you is down to one HP, uh, which we also discovered. <laughs> uh, but then when either you or I, I can't remember who died first, had you know just one HP, of course, you can't split that one HP. Yeah. Um, so we're stuck. Yeah, or if it's odd, the uh, person who's still alive gets one <laughs> more yeah. HP. Yeah. You know? as if it really matters at that point, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you, did you want to go through some of your takes? And- yeah. So um, I, I did play this when I don't know if it was new exactly. Like, I don't know how new it was. It, my memory is kind of fuzzy back then, but um, I, I played it before I had a Genesis. So I uh, played it over at my friend's house it was actually one of the games that made me realize that I needed a Sega Genesis. Like not only, not only did I get to play Streets of Rage at his house, but then I got to play uh, Gunstar Heroes. Was playing the Sonic games. Um, oh man, there's some other Sega, like other Sega specific stuff that I know that I played over there. Um, that basically, like, yeah, I I ended up getting a Genesis, and then. I was thinking about it and, and like I, I didn't own a cart for this game until um, I don't know, sometime in the last 10 to 12 years or something. And I was like, so wait, if I didn't have it then, I know that I played it at home and I know that I never rented this game. So then I looked it up and noticed, oh yeah, Gunstar Heroes was part of Sega Channel. So that was how I played a lot of Gunstar Heroes when I was a kid. Um, since for, I had Sega Channel, <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know what Sega Channel is, uh, yeah. So, and I, I don't know. I might I might have referenced it before, but yes, that is still a good call out in case somebody is somebody's jumping into episode number ten. Um, yeah. So Sega Channel, it's well, it's kind of like Game Pass, um, except 
it's a cartridge that you plugged into your Sega Genesis and then you had a coaxial cable from your cable company plugged into it. And basically it's, it's like on demand internet games before it was actually technically through something like the internet. It was just, you know, directly through cable. Um, but there were so many great games on Sega channel and it rotated games. There were usually 50 games a month. Um, there were a few games that were pretty much statically there almost all the time, but that was also the really exciting thing was like, you know, you, you're like, Oh my God, it's, you know, almost the end of the month. Like I'm going to get a whole new set of games that I'm going to be able to play that I don't even have to go to the video store to rent. Like I don't have to worry about is Gunstar heroes in stock for me to rent. Like, no, I just got to pay the 15 bucks a month, turn on my Sega and that I can play all these games on demand. So anyway, I played a lot of Gunstar Heroes that way. Um, and let's see. So yeah, the, the green weapon, the chaser, that one's my favorite. Um, I know that it's like potentially the cheapest one like <laughs> to use. But on the harder difficulties, I have no idea how you can use anything but that weapon. Um, I've got a little bit more on the harder difficulties in a bit. Um, but I, I did play through this. Like, I know that we got up to like, we almost beat that fourth level to get into the rest of it. Um, but I ended up taking it back down to easy. Like I know that I've beat the game multiple times before. Um, Cause I just kind of wanted to see what, you know, get all the way through the game again. Cause it's been years since I played through the game. I think the last time I played through it was on the 3ds release. Um, like the Sega 3D Classics version of it, which that is a great version of it um, for anyone listening that has a 3DS and doesn't have a Genesis um, or I don't know, even if you do have a Genesis, it's a great way to play it. Um, but yeah, you can play this game a lot of different ways. Um, anyway, the let's see, where, <laughs> where was I? Um, oh yeah, so I was playing through it on easy and... Yeah, I just I totally forgot about how many more levels and boss fights and mini boss fights uh, that were in this game. And there's a shmup level. There is totally a shmup level. You're flying through space in a spaceship and you're shooting enemies. Like wow. it's and it's it's um, it's side scrolling. I was gonna say it's left to right, but no, there is a point where you end up going from right to left in that shmup section as well. Um, but it's definitely more like, uh, like our type feeling than, than, you know, like the, the vertical shoot 'em ups. Um, let's see. Yeah. The calling out the dice level, like it's hard. You can't, over, you, so you, you apparently have a six sided dice that I've never rolled higher than a three. And yeah. when, when I were playing, it was constantly ones and maybe we'd get an odd two every now and then. Um, but I wonder if the higher the difficulty, well, though we were only playing on normal. Yeah. I wonder if there is a way to sort of manipulate the RNG or just doing certain actions cause the, the, I, yeah. I just feel like we were maybe doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like I was, um, I, when I played through it on my own, like I just kept throwing it to the left and I got a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. But I tried doing that when you and I were playing to see if I could throw it up 
down, left, or right and see if it would change. And more often than not, no matter what direction I threw it in, I got a one. So, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like maybe like, I don't know. I want to believe there's a way to influence <laughs> um, like what you can actually roll. And there might be, I just obviously do not figure it out. Um, let's see. Uh, I also like in, so in the second level, at least if you're going from left to right, I thought it was really funny that when you defeat that boss, like with all of the other ones, it's like you beat them up, they like explode, they do whatever. And then like the gem falls and then you collect it. Where in this case, it's like you beat him and he just like tosses it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like he got He's me. Like, Here, you go. Here you go. Good job. Um, uh, is that the one that's at the top of the pyramid that um, is just sort of like the, that's like made of boxes that, made of boxes yeah uh, it's so it's the one where you're doing the minecart stage oh okay um, okay which gotcha. it's not really a minecart i don't know um i know it says that's what it is but i guess it's a futuristic minecart yeah magnetic um, track since you can yeah. sort of track to the ceiling as well yeah, I, yeah so. I thought that was like i i really like that mechanic in the game yeah. like being able to like jump back and forth like double jumping uh, to get back and forth to either left or right side or uh, up or down. Um, oh yeah, I also really like that whenever you go in to fight a boss, it like gives you the readout and says, "Here's the boss's name and here's the attacks that they're going to be doing." Um, so it's it's cool to at least know know the names of the bosses that you're fighting, but then also kind of get an idea, especially if it's your first time coming through it. Um, some of the names suggest the type of attack for you to be expecting. Um, so I thought that was a, a nice little feature in the game. Um, let's see here. Um, oh yeah. Some of the bosses have like really obvious patterns, but I say that and I'm basing it off of my, my playthrough on easy, but I also noticed that, if you reach a specific distance from a boss, you can literally just stand there and they won't get any closer to you. So you can kind of cheese them that way where it's like, cool, if I stand or I just jump in this one place, like, sure, it's going to take a little while for me to take you down, but I know that I'm not going to take any damage based on the fact that you're not coming after me and I'm just still right here. <laughs> I'm landing all these attacks. Um, and let's see. And, and you're saying like on, on expert too, the, the boss patterns can, can change quite drastically and, and their speed, right? Is well, yeah. On, so on expert. So after, after I completed it on easy, I thought, what the hell, let's go to the hardest difficulty and see how different this is. And, I was surprised at how well I did for the majority of that first level. Um, you know, still using the chaser weapon because when I decided to not use the chaser weapon and play on expert, holy crap, I could not make it. I like I could not make it through that first level to the final boss of the first level. Mm -hmm. Like I would get to the the like the the mini boss of the level the the blocky guy that would like spin try to like sweep kick you or um 
whatever else. But I I also noticed that if you don't on expert, if you don't interrupt some of their patterns, then like and them being the boss, they fully heal themselves. And then you have to start over with oh, wow. the fight basically. Like, I mean, you don't fully like the, it doesn't stop, but like you start over in the damage that you have to deal. Yeah. So yeah, that was weird. Um, it was like, Oh crap. Like I have to be more aggressive. Mm-hmm. So like that was where I saw like, Oh, it's really important to be doing the melee combat in this game and doing like the the sliding kick and doing that little like body slam type movement and trying to throw enemies. Because um, also, even even in just the beginning of that first stage, there are so many enemies on screen. Um so it's yeah, it's it's way more difficult, but at the same time. I don't know. I think because I've been playing some shmups lately, like it almost felt like comforting (laughs) or maybe not comforting, but like very familiar. Familiar. Yeah. I'm like, okay, like this is more difficult, but I get this. Like Mm -hmm. I, like I get the foundation of like what they're doing and where this is coming from. And I'm like, I'm seeing the patterns um, a lot more, I think, in playing some of these older games now after playing, you know, some older shmups. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I've, I've, I've trained myself again to find, like, patterns. Because there's a lot of stuff in, like, newer games that it just, there's not that same equivalent. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess there is, but it just, it feels, it feels really different um, in, in newer 3d games um yeah and you were saying here so the the game feels sort of like uh more difficult on the fixed setting versus like the free oh that too yeah did i mean did i skip over oh no that's a little bit further no that's in our in our rapid fire no it's okay like yeah um so when you were saying initially like when i think when you asked you're like do you fix your do you use uh whatever the heck it's called yeah, I'm gonna call it free aiming. So that yeah. like, um, so basically, do you do you stop and shoot and be able to shoot in eight directions, or do you is your movement and shooting? Do you have to move while shooting, but you can only aim in the four cardinal directions? So, yeah, I mean, I I think the moving while shooting, like when I when I when I tried to play fixed, yeah. So I tried to play fixed. Only after I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start playing this on expert now that I beat this on easy because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I died so fast on the fixed setting. Um, you, I, I don't know. You, I just I felt like a sitting duck. I felt like I couldn't do anything or go yeah, anywhere because it's move or shoot, not shoot and move. So yeah, um, I I feel like yeah, maybe if you were learning the game. Um, it's kind of good to do fixed so that you can kind of like learn how to, where you need to hit enemies, but eventually it's sort of in your advantage, um, to be able to move and shoot constantly. Yeah. Um, the, the only thing that I had problems with it is sometimes I just wanted to stop and shoot a boss while I had some distance between us. Whereas you can't shoot, you can't like shoot diagonally, um, 
you know, because you're going to move forward while you're shooting. Yeah. Well, you can shoot diagonally, but you're doing it. Yeah. While you're running forward, while you're running forward, while you're running at the boss. So that's, a, you know, yeah. I, I guess if you, you know, you sort of like, um, I don't know what the, like you sort of wiggle back and forth to like <laughs> cancel yep. out your forward movement. So I felt like probably the sort of move and shoot options for the more advanced users. Cause I imagine if someone's like really good at this game, they're, they're going to be wanting to move constantly anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was also, um, because I I've gotten so like for all the years that I've played this game, I've played it in a very specific way. So I've been, I tried to branch out and play it a little bit differently and, and use some of the different weapon types that I don't normally use. And I just wasn't as, or I'm, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I'm ever as successful uh, when using the other weapon types, but um, I did also try to uh, mix it up and use like the chaser and the laser together, um, which that feels crazy overpowered sometimes, but also at the same time, since it only locks onto one thing at a time, if it locks on to like the sandbags when there's a bunch of enemies near you, then that's doing you nothing. It's yeah, you're not doing anything for yourself at all. That's why I like the double chaser, like the double little green uh, weapon, because it like sends out two streams of like this green, these green stars mm-hmm. uh, to attack enemies. So at least if one of them gets caught up on an inanimate object, the other one is going out and and like actually harming the enemies as you're like running around. Like, I don't know. I, I really like the run and dodge part of it and letting it, I don't know. They're they're The chaser reminds me of the purple weapon in Raiden. Um, the old school vertical shoot em up. Um, well, and actually it's in, I think it's in, I think it's in all the Raiden games. Well, maybe not all. I don't, I don't like the purple weapons in the first game or maybe even the first two games anyway um it also chases enemies and it feels like i don't know this maybe uh it's probably because it, it there are so many things that make it feel so akin to like shoot 'em ups with the like just trying to dodge and just survive um yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's almost like it's part of the shoot 'em up genre in a way. Right. But it's, it's a platformer sort of yeah. you know, platformer com, you know, so it's like Contra is a shoot 'em up in some regard. Right. So yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a shooter for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's sort of this uh, old school si- side scrolling shooter. Um, oh, and uh, what was that game that, that has the Konami code where, um, is that that's the original contra that's the that's well yeah and also now are you mean for the first one yeah uh i think contra was the first one but i i'm not quite sure yeah i i think i think so and that game was incredibly hard so um it's just like contra kind of went through an evolution that game changed a lot like over the years i, I oh i'm thinking of metal slug as being a, a um a continuation of the Contra series. Those, those are different games. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I haven't seen either of those games in quite a while. So, <laughs> yeah. And now I don't remember if I mentioned it, but uh, you know, there's there's a crazy boss rush at the end of it, 
where you have to go back and you have to fight every single boss that you've already faced. And I think even a lot of the mini bosses, um, and then the final boss that you fight, I think he takes on multiple different forms. Um, so it's, it's quite a long boss rush at the end of it. Um, but it's a lot of fun. And I know that you called it out already, but like, I love the music in this game. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I love the sounds that that sound chip on the Genesis produces. Um, I know that some, some folks give it a hard, excuse me, give it a hard time. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I think it might be the eight, four play podcast for some of the guys on it say that it's like the Genesis music sounds like farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see where they're coming from. And it is kind of a bummer that some of the different revisions of the Genesis and mega drive, you know, have different sound chips so that you can get some model one, sounds. man, model yeah. one HD graphics all the way. Cause it's yeah. also got that headphone jack. Um, yep. that's, that's how, that's how I played it. Um, was, was, well, other than playing it on steam with you, um, when I was playing it by myself, I was playing it on my model one Sega Genesis uh, and was using my trusty six button controller, even though you don't need six buttons for this game. Um, <laughs> I just like the way that it feels, but I did. Oh, I was telling you, oh, and actually, you know what, for, uh, yeah, this this is still on topic, even though we don't know about this yet. Nineteen ninety three, but um, the Sega Genesis Mini uh, that has this game on it. So um, for anyone looking for a fantastic collection of Sega Genesis games, um, the Sega Genesis Mini I think has like forty games on it. Um, and I used the uh, one of the controllers because it's USB for the Sega Genesis Mini. Um, I plugged that in and was using that Genesis three button controller when you and I were playing. Uh, um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, the most authentic way for me to play it on PC, I think. Yeah. I mean, also amazing value it was, um, not on sale, uh, just total, just like the normal price is 99 cents on steam. I'm like, that's, Oh yeah. For Gunstar Heroes it. by itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like thrift store pricing <laughs> yeah i mean especially now because like cart or complete in box for this game is fairly expensive now yeah um as far as old video games go but um yeah i'm trying to think if i have anything else to say about this game again i love the music like i love the art style like i i don't know like i think this game just Personally, I think this game holds up really well. Yeah, if it definitely when you're playing it, it feels ahead of its time. The the graphics are not were not nearly as like jaggy or anything, but I would have thought yeah. it looks very smooth. Like I said the music, so it's just and like the, if, the controls are tight. Like it feels good. Yeah, if you don't do anything else, you know, it's definitely worth um, you know just looking up uh, the soundtrack just to if you don't play it, just listen to it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, if you like if you like video game soundtracks, um, especially from the 16-bit era, this is a great one. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Are are we are we done with our trip to 1993? Yeah, I think uh, you know it's 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 nice here. It's a simpler yeah. time. <laughs> it is. There's nobody's wearing masks, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, then let's get back into that fancy musical time machine. 
And we have now arrived back uh, November the 20th, 2020. It is present day, uh, but it will now be the past for all of you listeners. Because, um, yeah, we haven't, we haven't figured out how to do this from the future yet. So one day, one day we will travel to the future um, somehow. um all right well i guess let's now talk about the stuff we've been playing um i have quite a massive wall of text for the things that i've been playing because um for those who listened to the last episode and i think i might maybe maybe i mentioned it in the one before it i'm not quite sure maybe not um but i ended up doing a extra life stream uh, and was raising money for a children's hospital. So the last the last recording we did, I believe, was the day before, um, and I had reached my one thousand dollar goal by that day. I don't know if we had done it, or I don't know if I had done it by the time uh, we recorded or not. Um, but before the night was over, I got my thousand dollar goal. So uh, increased it to twelve hundred the next morning when I started streaming. Exceeded that increased it to 1500 and exceeded that and then wound up uh with $1775 going amazing. to yeah going to uh to local children's hospital so um for anyone listening who donated thank you so much that uh that was amazing uh, it was such a fun day um so just very quickly I'll read off the games that I played during that time um, I don't know if I'll really give any impressions of those because there's still some other stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll circle back. But basically that day I played Donopachi Resurrection, uh, Crimson Clover, World Ignition. Um, and then actually all of the rest of these were requests from people who had donated uh, before my stream. So uh, played some Rocket League, Cuphead, Star Fox 64, Minecraft Dungeons, Streets of Rage 4, Mario Kart 64, Shovel Knight, Crazy Taxi, WarioWare Inc., Yoshi's Woolly World, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and then as a bonus, uh, because the stream was going to go for 12 hours, but I still had people watching, Um, so I thought, what the heck, I'm still alive and I haven't passed out. I'll keep going uh, and played some Overwatch where you joined, and then also a couple uh, other friends of mine joined the stream as well. Yeah, and that was fun. that was a blast. You know, it's like I got to join in on the fun. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was great because I, I got to see you play almost all. I think almost all these games. I think uh, Crazy Taxi. I had to jump out. Um, but I did. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for being there for so much of the stream. Uh, it really helped me going because I had like, I had more viewers than I expected for the majority of my day, but then there was one hour period that like the six o'clock hour when I was playing WarioWare Inc. I had, I think, I think I'd gotten down to just one viewer during that time. Oh. And I don't know, WarioWare, like I do really like the game. But like I was starting to fade. I was yeah. getting I was getting tired. The fact that I had one person and I was trying to like talk and there wasn't a whole lot that was going on, which I think it was another friend of mine, but he was like he was being a good father and watching his kids. Um 
so yeah, I was getting real tired and was like, man, is this, is this where I'm going to lose steam? And is this where like, like I had already committed and I was going to keep going, but I was like, is this where I play to like nobody for the rest of the time? Mm-hmm. And then seven o'clock rolled around and uh, a friend of ours finished his charity stream and then raided my channel. And then I was at like, you know, a little over 20 viewers, which uh feels like a whole heck of a lot <laughs> uh especially for the you know for the fact that I never ever do this um yeah and it really like it re-energized me and pushed me pushed me back up and uh that's that's why I ended up going for 14 hours <laughs> instead of the 12 yeah it's a it's a it's amazing but no I was really like happy to be there honestly so I love you know, watching on, uh, on Twitch and it's even more fun if you know the person because, uh, yeah. you know, you, you don't feel like a stranger in chat. Um, though yeah. sometimes that's fun too, you know, just chatting with strangers as well. Just, um, you know, it, it's like making new friends, but, um, yeah, man. Yeah. And I had so many people participating in the chat that like were people that I knew that I didn't know were going to be coming by mm-hmm. and like, uh, one of my friends, he, he made a reference to something when I was playing Mario Kart 64 and was like, it's like, Oh, Hey, you drive. I said something about my driving and about how, like, uh, when he and I would go to Taco Bell every day after school. And then I was like, Oh my God, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> um, and it's, a, it's a good friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in, in far too long. Um, so it's nice. Like he and I have started to catch up since then. Um, but yeah, it was fun. He, he came by another, another person that I used to work with, uh, many years ago, stopped by. And then my, my dad, my dad created it. So yeah, my dad created a Twitch account to come in and chat. Um, but so did my partner, my partner, she requested that I play Yoshi's Woolly World. So she came on and was watching. She also created an account and was chatting and was like playfully heckling me for a little while, which I just was tickled by. I thought it was so funny. Um, yeah. So overall, uh, really, really great experience. And um, I just am uh, impressed and humbled by the the generosity that I was seeing that day. So, and, and leading up to that day. So yeah, no real technical issues either. That's pretty. No, I awesome, know. Right. So yeah, I guess the only the only issue there was uh, was when we switched over to Overwatch. I had like, I think the system volume down so low for that game, uh, for the way that I normally mix it with Discord, that like people were like, um, "There's no audio for this." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it didn't take too long for me to figure out the problem. Yeah. Anyway, and how about um, those space battles in Battlefront Two? I have to call those. Out. <laughs> <laughs> The space battles in Battlefront Two. I'm so bad at that game. Uh, at least, at least that. Uh, well, playing the space battles, but I did take the recommend, or you know, I, d- I did take the advice of the person who actually requested that I play this game because uh, he was in chat, and he was like, "Yeah, just use the 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 troop transport, and you'll be able to take down that battleship like really quick." And I was like, "How does that make any sense?" <laughs> It is a transport vehicle. He's like, no, like let them get in the turrets. They'll do half the work for you. (laughs) And I didn't listen the first time, but then the next space battle I did and holy crap, he's right. 
Um, but I, I had a lot of fun on the uh, on foot levels. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was a it was a fun time to watch too. A little hit of nostalgia too. It's been a while since I've yeah. seen those games in action. Yeah, because so. also uh, though it's it's written here in front of me. I didn't say that. So it's Star Wars Battlefront Two, the original Xbox version um via backwards compatibility on the xbox one so not not the new ea made super pretty um and also very fun uh battlefront 2 uh but no it was the the og one wow. so it was a lot of fun um i'll, I'll let you talk about some stuff now <laughs> yeah yeah well uh i still i've still been playing some sims 4 um if i get Kind of again, I've I talked about this before, so I'll talk about this quickly. But it just seems like if there's something, if I don't really, it's it's the game that I play when I don't really feel like playing video games. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just it's just kind of different. And if I I think about it, you know, just because the the save I've been playing, I've been playing probably just on and off for like a year or so. I just realized I'd be so sad if I lost this save because there's so much like. You know, I'm playing characters that were, you know, children of other characters. And, you know, I'm kind of like on the third generation now. Sometimes I pause it so that the Sims actually don't age so I can kind of play an experience. And when I'm ready, I turn the aging back on and let things sort of proceed. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I am considering just like starting in new characters and sort of starting over in a way too. So gotcha. um, it's... It, it's hard. And then, you know, like with all the Sims, you know, sort of breeding and making more Sims, I end up with these big households, which is actually kind of hectic. Um, so you kind of have to like vote some people off like, no, nah, I don't want to play with this Sim anymore. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of odd. Um, but uh, something we both actually talk about is Cuphead a little bit. Yeah, that was fun. That was an example of remote play together working very well. Yes. Yeah. That um, we, we were, same time we tried Gunstar Heroes, we were like, oh, let's try another game and maybe another game. And then Cuphead worked out. Um, it was. Yeah. It just like, it worked exactly as intended. And that was pretty awesome. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was, it wasn't like you were at a significant disadvantage, um, you know, playing remotely. No. In fact, you did better than I did in, in <laughs> most situations, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's cause I had practice yes. the previous week playing Cuphead for an hour on stream and the, the, the bosses that we were fighting against were ones that I had a really hard time with that uh-huh. I'm like, it's, it's just because I had like 30 minutes of practice against this specific boss. <laughs> yeah. And I, I should call it, I played uh, with a, um, cause I played with a controller and not had a lot of success, but I played with an arcade stick and as did you. Um, yeah. And that was, yeah. it just seems like the right kind of game. It, it I've kind of noticed you can play most, most games that are like sort of, you know, if it's 2D side scrolling or, or, or 2.5D, you know, with some depth, as long as you don't need a second joystick, you're usually yeah. okay to use an arcade stick, which I, yeah. I, I never thought that I would really enjoy playing games with an arcade stick, but it's, uh, or even have my own arcade stick. Yeah. Um, Cause you got that Mayflash F500 like me. Yes. Yeah. Your recommendation, of course. So thank you. Um, Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's, it's a great universal stick. Like it's just nice that it's like, cool. It's going to work with practically everything I have. 
Yes. Yeah. And if it doesn't, there's probably a way to make it happen. So <laughs> yeah. That. Like I, like I can, like I've paired it like I, I know that I've talked about on a older episode, but I've paired it with that, um, the Brook adapter for the, uh, Dreamcast and for the Sega Saturn. Um, and there's other adapters that you can use to connect it to a PlayStation, a PlayStation two, like whatever you want. There are adapters that you can, you know, use, uh, this and, and definitely other arcade sticks with. Um, but yeah, I just, I like all the, the standard functionality right out of the box with this thing. Cause it, it's designed to be compatible with the PS3, the Xbox 360, the PS4, the Xbox one, the Nintendo switch, um, and then I think most of the mini consoles that use USB, you can probably just use it with. Yeah, Neo um, Geo it, Mini. Yeah, at least for the Neo sure. Geo Mini. Um, <laughs> I really hope that it works well with the Sega Astro City Mini. Oh. Because um, I got one of those coming sometime. Okay. I think they're I think they're not released until next month. Yeah, especially because uh, it, you've you've added the artwork. To, yes, <laughs> my yeah, my arcade stick looks like it's uh, part of a Sega Astro City arcade cabinet. So I'm really excited to get the Sega Astro City Mini. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Do you uh, do you want to talk about some games? Sure. Um, uh, some people might be surprised, but I decided for the first time to play Overwatch. <laughs> um, no, of course, played more Overwatch. Like. It's funny because that I feel like is almost the game that I go to when I'm like, I don't really want to like, I guess it's not that I don't want to play video games, but it's like, I don't want to get into a whatever type, I don't know, uh, I guess a different video game experience. You don't want like, to think. That's, you know? that's my default. It's like, I mean, yeah, I, I think, but I also don't have to if I'm, at least if I'm playing Mercy, like... Mm-hmm. I've played her so much that I'm like on autopilot and I know that we were talking about this where I'm like, like I could have a full on conversation playing mercy (laughs) and like not skip a beat and like keep healing and res somebody and like whatever. And just like la di da di da, just keep on talking. Yeah. Um, I'm like, uh, dude, I can't talk right now. Like this is intense. Like you can talk. I I can't, (laughs) I can't do it with any other character um, because I've not played as many hours of any other characters. I have mercy, but. Um, so yeah, I did that, but actually, um, in all seriousness, I did decide to play something new to me, um, cause it was on sale and you have heavily recommended this to me mm-hmm. in the past. Um, and thank you for the recommendation. Uh, this game is Yoku's Island Express. Um, it was on sale on the switch recently. I don't think it's on sale any or you know, at this moment. Um, and it likely then will not be on sale when this, this episode goes live. So sorry for the stale news. Um, but put it on your wish list because this is a really fun Metroidvania-ish platforming uh, pinball game, mm-hmm. and I've been having a blast with it. It's uh, it's it's a very fun and charming game. I, and I, you know, I can't say that it's like a perfect game, but it does so many things so incredibly right. Yeah. Like it's I, like, it's, it's a great, like casual, just have a good time. Like you understand pinball, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you just kind of understand this game automatically. It's great. 
It's yeah. I mean, we've, we've, I've talked about it on the podcast, I think in an earlier episode, but it's just like the, the music, it joined my hundred percent club and the art, you know, the art reminds me, you know, of the best parts of like, uh, I mean, not the best parts, but like Ori in the blind forest, mm-hmm. like meets, you know, your pinball with, um, I don't know. Just that chill island music. It's just I don't. I don't know. It fills me with hope listening to that music. <laughs> it's so good. I'm probably gonna listen to it after this. Like, <laughs> um, it, it's a uh, it's comforting. Um, any other that you want to talk about? Sure, and I'll throw out one real quick. Uh, so since I also had my or since I've had my Sega Genesis out, and it's it's still actually out right next to me. Um, I also played a bit of Streets of Rage too because I thought. Why not? I've been playing Streets of Rage 4 recently. My my Genesis is here. Uh, might as well. So yeah, it's a um, fantastic game. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, yeah. Play it if you haven't. It's on, it's on all the things also. It's also probably 99 cents on Steam. Um, yeah. Lots, lots of good stuff. I, that's that sounds awesome. Um, I you just reminded me that I played Streets of Rage Four actually uh, oh, nice. a little bit of that um, using the arcade stick, which was great. Um, yeah. The the game like okay, it's it's a difficult game. It's I'm playing on normal. It's yeah, you, it, it takes some getting used to, and, and you sort of ha- yeah, you have to learn sort of the movements and how to combo yeah. and like until I died a couple of times, I didn't understand like the special move. Like I didn't look at the controls, how you can go like right, right X and then yeah. you'll do your special move, which is like, uh, it, it, it basically use, it's a special attack that doesn't use your special meter. So, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I was able to, you know, I didn't necessarily die on the first couple of bosses or mini bosses, but, um, still there I, I was starting to get to a point in the levels where um you have to sort of memorize where the health pickups are and then you just have to know that you can't die until you get to that health pickup then you'll get fully healed and is so it, t- it takes a little bit of trial and error it's just a touch but it's it's difficult i don't know if it's um a sustainable pace for me i'll, I'll try again <laughs> but it was uh it was difficult and i do want to play co-op at some point so let's yeah do that. no i would definitely be down to do that because um so yeah to to validate your experience <laughs> um when when i played streets of rage 4 when it was first released i was getting my butt kicked on normal <laughs> like i don't know what it was because I'm like, I, I play beat-em-up games. I, I know how this works. Yeah, I shouldn't be having this hard of a time. Um, so I was like, screw it, whatever. I played through the entire game on easy. And then I think that just got me used to the game enough. Because now that when I've gone back to normal, I have no problems in oh, normal. I, um, I, think, I think I just needed a little bit more practice. And I guess they're, you know, and then a little bit more confidence built from it where mm-hmm. I was able to just like, yeah, the next time I've gone through and started playing normal, I was like, Oh, this is not a big deal at all. Um, but yeah. So just, you know, maybe even back off to, to easy yeah. think through more of it, just, just like get exposed to the bosses and, and like all of the levels. Cause there's quite a few levels in the game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed that the first level took me like 40 minutes to get through or something like that. Oh, wow. It was like a long, it seemed like a long time or maybe it was only 30 minutes. It felt like 40 minutes, but, um, but yeah, they, and uh, that that's, it reminds me of a, there's a game uh, into the breach, which is on switch and PC, but into the breach is one of those games where I recommend like easy is normal when you first pick up that game, like, because it's, it's a hard game. So you need, and I am, I beat the game because it's sort of like a, it's a roguelike, you know, like you, you, if you die, you know, you unlock experience and stuff that you can use for future playthroughs, but I beat it almost, you know, like made it through the campaign, my first couple tries, which, Oh, well, that must be too easy. Well, no, once you've, you kind of clear the game, you get experience and you can unlock more mechs to keep playing the game. So basically your, your easy playthrough kind of translates into more abilities that you can do in normal. And really you just need to learn, you need to learn the game because on, on easy, you're going to make mistakes because there's going to be things that you don't, you've never seen before. You don't know how to handle things, you know, it doesn't tell you. So, um, so yeah, you know, that I think I will do that. I'll try playing on easy, I think, and until I sort of learn the game. Yeah, and also like experiment with different characters. Um yeah. I really like Cherry a uh-huh. lot. Um I, I also like her because she can run. Yeah. Really oh well. okay. um and even consider changing up between the 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 modern and classic uh button layouts and fighting styles. Mm-hmm. Um it simplifies a little bit when you go to classic because then you're just fighting with three different buttons. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know that, 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 that could help or that could hinder. Like it okay. helped me a little bit at first because I'm used to just three buttons in, yeah. um, in streets of rage, but um, yeah, overall uh, great, great fourth game in the series. Um, and just a great series of games. Yeah, good music. I, I loved it. Yes, so. the music is so good. Um, I'm going to talk about one more, and then you can yeah. talk about some stuff. But uh, I, I so I played through and beat uh, Bug Snacks on PC. Oh yeah, how'd you it, like it? It's you know it's <laughs> I okay I I did like the game, but I realize that this type of game is sort of built for me in a way because it's uh, a lot of people when you're playing it, it will feel sort of repetitive. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's always introducing new concepts because your objective most of the time is catch the bug snack. Right. (laughs) So, um, but there are different ways to do it. And I appreciate this game because you can, um, you can go at it at ways that may not necessarily be intended, but, it'll work still. So you can sort of challenge yourself. Um, Having, and I won't spoil the ending, but even just all the way through at the ending, just sort of really reinforce that this, this game is weird. It's, it's great (laughs) in, in a lot of ways. The, the voice acting is, is off the hook. There's one character that basically like, I was pretty convinced was Danny DeVito, but it, it, it actually, it isn't Danny DeVito, but it's, it's the same character with the same accent, like everything. It's, it's almost like an impression. Um, but like the voice acting is amazing. Um, the characters, I thought everything felt very inclusive, um, you know, about like just how there are, there seems to be like relationships that are going on in the game that, um, you know, maybe, 
you're playing as these grumpuses, which, you know, aren't really necessarily human, but they definitely identify as different gender and they're sort of same sex, mm-hmm. um, uh, relationships going on. So it's, it, it's cool in that way. Um, nice. but so that's not why I'm saying the game is weird. The game is weird yeah. because of where the plot goes on the game. Um, it, it, it definitely went in a twist in a way that I wasn't expecting. Okay. Um, so it just, everything like the dialogue and the story of the game feels very mature. Cause it definitely seems like a lot of these grumpuses and these characters are working through like real problems, like imposter syndrome and things like that. But like, oh, interesting. it's like, yeah, it's, it is really interesting, but then you're like playing this game and like, is this a kid's game? But everything, the plot and the themes feel very, very mature. So, huh. it, so in this, in that way, I felt like this game is sort of built for me in a way, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's not super difficult. Um, it is puzzling. So um, there was actually one boss fight, I guess. I thought that I had hundred percented the game as far as, um, not catching all the bug snacks because there's a hundred of them. <laughs> um, but I uh, thought I had done all the side quests, but there was a boss that I guess I missed. So oh. I have to go back and play that. Um, it seems like there are different endings based in, based on that, how the ending sequence sort of goes. So okay. I didn't get the ending I wanted. So I have to go back and do that again. So, but I know what I kind of know what happens. I don't think it drastically changes the ending, but um, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, I, I I guess I I will recommend it, but I, I recognize that this game is not for everybody. <laughs> I'll just say that. I need to remember to claim it on PS Plus because it's free. For so yeah, it's it's on PS Plus right now as a free game for anyone who either has an active PS Plus subscription and doesn't have a PlayStation Five. You can still redeem it now, but if you do have a PS Five, hey, you got a free game to play on your PS Five. Yeah, I think that's it. definitely if you are one of the chosen few. Um, it's if it's you're one of like fifteen people that were able to get a PS Five. <laughs> yeah, you still no. gotta yeah. <laughs> You know, try it at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would assume if somebody has a PS5, they probably also have PlayStation Plus because you're probably probably pretty hardcore about things if you've managed to get one now. Um, yeah, you've beat the bots. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, I'll, I'll go through a couple of these. Uh, Jamestown Plus, I played that on the Switch. Um I recently recommended this uh, to a friend of mine and um, and they also have decided to buy the same arcade stick <laughs> um, as a result. So um, I'm infecting people with arcade games and arcade sticks. It's working. You should get some referral links. It's going. working. <laughs> Uh, I feel like Anakin in episode one racer (laughs) or not racer, but episode one, it's working. Um, yeah. So I played Jamestown plus, uh, it, it is a vertical scrolling shooter that is on uh, the PlayStation four, uh, PC and Nintendo switch. I think it's on PC anyway. Um, it's a great game. Um, I ended up, I'm on the, final level of this right now and 
I guess final of the main area, because then there's also a couple areas that you can break off and and play like on Mars. And uh, there's another place that you can go to as well. But anyway, I, I saw that to, to even be able to play the last level of the main area at all, you had to beat all of the other stages on the legendary difficulty. And legendary is not the hardest, mind you. Uh, there oh. are two more difficulties above legendary. Um, I can't remember what they're called. But anyway, so I went through and I was surprised. I was able to actually get through the first four levels on legendary in one try, um, which just at least made me happy to show that I've been making progress in just getting better at shmups. Um, cause I, cause I've played this game before and I definitely could not, uh, could not beat, I think even any of the levels on legendary. Um, so making progress, uh, definitely recommend that game on any of the platforms I mentioned. If uh, anyone's looking for a fun and not horribly expensive vertical shooter. Um, I think it's I think it's twenty bucks or or maybe eighteen bucks not on sale. Um, so throw it on a wish list. You know, there's going to be some sales coming up. Uh, but let's see. Also, then um, I I focused on playing a couple NES games. I played a few more games on my NES than what I have mentioned here. But I played. I spent the most time on these. Um, I pull out my NES kind of also like in remembrance uh, of, of a friend who passed recently um, who I know, like he, I don't know. I, I, I know that he was really into um, the NES and I mean, and other stuff too, but there were a number of times that I just remember talking about NES games with him. So I was like, I want to pull out my NES and, and, you know, and, and remember, uh, a good friend and a really good person. So I played some 1942 and um, which is like my original shmup, basically. Um, I've had, I've had 1942 since I was four, I mm. think. Like I've had this cartridge for <laughs> so long. Um, and the same thing with Arkanoid. Um, and are you familiar with Arkanoid at all? Um, this sounds familiar. So it's like a brick breaker type game. Um, and I also have the special Arkanoid controller or paddle as they, it was probably referred to as where it's just a button and then a dial that you like twist right and left to move your little platform to bounce the ball or bounce whatever it is back up at the bricks that you're trying to break. Um, so yeah, like had, had fun with that. And, uh, I don't know. It was nice, nice playing some of those old games that, um, I, like, I haven't played anything on my NES in in quite a while. So, yeah, it looks like kind of like a a breakout successor, uh, Arkanoid. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, made, made and also uh, made by Taito. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm also pretty sure that it. Um, I think Arkanoid started as an arcade game and then it was like ported to the NES. I think. Ah, 
So a couple of um, Xbox uh, Game Pass games I decided to fire up. Uh, I've never played State of Decay. Um, I've you've told me you've played some of this. Not a, not like a a, a ton. A ton. Yeah, no, not I mean, a ton of. I mean, I, I well, I say I say not a ton uh-huh. by comparison to the amount of time that I played State of Decay two. Yeah, I've probably played the original State of Decay for like 30 hours or so uh-huh. but I've played state of decay two for, I think like 250 hours. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's such an interesting game because it's not like exactly what I expected. It, it kind of feels like a zombie survival sort of like action RPG. I, I yeah. Say. And like, and community management. Yeah. And which a lot of those elements haven't quite been introduced to me yet um it just seems like okay i need to you know uh it's it's almost like still in a tutorial even though i'm kind of like an hour in but it's like saying okay well uh we need medicine go get medicine so um and it just seems like there are these sort of missions that i'm taking on but i'm assuming what's going to happen is going to evolve into community management to get to some sort of win condition whatever the game is um, uh, I don't know if there's a win condition for the first game. I don't oh. remember. Yeah, yeah. I there, would. There, I would imagine there is in two. There, okay. there are definitely conditions for victory in State of Decay Two for sure. Yeah, I just imagine there's like an end to the campaign at some point. I think right? there, there is. Like- <laughs> I think, you know, I think there is. Like I played it when it was, when it was an Xbox Arcade release. Yeah, um, back on the 360. So I've not really played the remastered version that they've done that's now on the Xbox One. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd because like you you kind of start with two characters. I don't quite remember their names because they're not my favorite characters, but you start with two characters that are getting yeah. back from a hiking trip. And then you meet some other characters and you get control of those characters. Um, so far, I think I'm playing as a character. I think her name's Monica, but I, I love her because she's the like strong, you know, female character. She's a warrior. She's, you know, really good at shooting. So it's anyway, I think, I think she's awesome. I I'm kind of like, ah, that's the protagonist I want. She's awesome. So yeah. Um, if, if you, in, if you enjoy this, I think that, I think you would enjoy it too. Yeah. I, I think I will too. I just want to play some more of it until I get to a point like, okay, I get it. Um, because two, two, is a little bit different as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is very similar, but it does take a turn in some places from what the first game does. I think that one thing that might make me, uh, I guess a little bit wary of the, it, it feels like it should be a co-op game. Um, it's not two a is. co-op. Uh, yeah, two. It, exactly. It seems like they picked that up, but it's like, there's, I just have these missions where I'm basically soloing it. Yeah. Um, because I, I take a car, I park it outside a building, I break into the building, fight off any zombies that are in there. Uh, meanwhile, there's swaths of zombies around the town, like, you know, that could detect me and I most assuredly die. Like basically if there's an, if there's enough of these, I, I don't yeah. feel like I would stand a chance. Um, so it would be nice if someone was in a car or keeping watch or somehow defending me while I'm inside these buildings. Cause I feel very vulnerable. Um, so I, yeah, I just, I want to play some more of it cause I want to see how the story goes, but it feels very kind of game of Thrones where they're like, they're not a, or even Walking Dead, which I, I haven't watched, but um, it, they're not afraid to kill off characters. They're just like, oh yeah, that character's dead now. So yeah, 
No. Story goes on. Yeah. The, the, the specific characters don't really matter. Yeah. (laughs) It's more about the community. Yeah. And I, I wonder, you know, I wonder if I'm playing a character and they get eaten by zombies, if there's permadeath, if that character is just dead now and I have to use other characters. Yeah. That's a thing probably. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, my, my memory of the first release is very fuzzy, but it's definitely that way into like, okay. Like, there's no, there's no, there's, there's no set of specific characters that everyone starts with. It's yeah. totally different in two for everybody. Um, yeah, every community is different for every person. So I see. Um, so that's that's cool. And then I'll talk about one more. Is uh, I started playing Celeste, which um, a lot of people have recommended. Um, I've heard just sort of glowing reviews about Celeste and I thought, I've just okay, heard that it's crushingly hard. <laughs> it is pretty crushed. Okay. So it, I, I think I can safely compare it to um, uh, Super Meat Boy. Uh, so okay. except for your character doesn't feel so floaty, your character feels more like heavy and um Okay, and and I I I think I remember when this game released for Switch. There's a way you can actually adjust the difficulty based on like you can actually slow down the game. Um, I I thought hmm. that this was the same game. Maybe I'm thinking of a completely different game, but I think uh, you can. I'll have to look this up, but I would love the game to be a little bit more forgiving. Um, I like that they have these collectibles. They're like little strawberries, and <laughs> they are totally um the game even tells you like these don't do anything these are for bragging rights just collect them if you want to but otherwise you don't have to collect them yeah um but yeah it's um i'm i'm at a level where you have certain characters that are chasing you and i think i died about 15 or 16 times and i just threw down the controller and i'm like i think this game's for masochists i'm not gonna play this anymore (laughs) i just i Anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up again, but um, maybe something will entice me to do so. But I think uh, there, there's. I definitely saw an improvement as I was playing, but I, I just don't yeah. know if I have the patience. It's fair. Um, I'll close mine out real quick because I can't. I can't tell how long we're running, but I think <laughs> it's long. Um, so I played a bit of a game called Layer Section uh, for the Sega Saturn. Surprise, surprise, it is a shoot 'em up. Um, it's really, really good though. Um, it's funny, I was like, should I just play Dodonpachi? And then I was like, no, I'm gonna try something different. And I know that I'd read things about it being good, I know that I've seen screenshots of it. Um, so I checked it out, fired it up using the the mode um and yeah it's really a lot of fun um great art great music um i don't know it it feels feels just right um and then the last thing that i had previously mentioned was tetris effect connected uh since that is now on game pass it's on pc and xbox um i started playing through the journey mode again which i've already played through on ps4 um, I have yet to see any of the new stuff that they've added. Um, cause I think it's really just like some of the multiplayer stuff that they've added that's new. Um, 
but it's it's been a fun and relaxing game. Well, mostly relaxing game to play through. In the journey mode, there are a few sections that get pretty hectic. Um, but hey, if you got Game Pass and you even remotely kind of enjoy Tetris, um, this will probably be better than you expect. Um, yeah. Like when when it was first released on PS4, I was like, I don't know, forty bucks for Tetris sounds sounds pretty steep. Yep. Um, when I've been playing Tetris my whole life, like, why is this game any better than Tetris on my Game Boy? Um, I don't know if it's better, but it's definitely a worthwhile experience. Yeah, I I, I actually played a little bit of this too. It's not on my list here, but um, I fired it up on PC. I expected to play like a round or two uh, and I played for like a half hour and yeah. it was like crazy addicting. Um, so yeah, it's really good. It, just, just because I think that, um, you know, it's, it's the same old Tetris, but I think the addition of some of the visuals and more specifically the music. Yeah. Um, All play of with headphones. Together. Like, <laughs> is, is really good. Um, the thing that kind of, I think I saw something that kind of, cause this is coming out for the series X, but this kind of miffed me a little bit being a, an Xbox one X owner, um, plays 60 frames per second at 4k on the series X. It plays at 60 frames per second in 1440p on the series S and 1080p at 60 frames per second on the Xbox one X. And that that bothered me a little bit. I'm like, is this the precedent? It's just like if you want 4K now, yeah, you have to get a Series like, X. Like, <laughs> yeah, with a One X, like you should be able to play Tetris in 4K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also I, I at the like. same time, it's like it's Tetris. Does it need to be 4K? Exactly. <laughs> the, the visuals are at some point um, to where I don't think 1080p is a problem. I think the 60 frames per second is more key. Um, yeah. Rather than yeah, what yeah. resolution it's at. So yeah, definitely. Um, but I mean, one could argue that last console generation probably should have been targeting 1080p 60 frames per second, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I, I didn't mean to like make this the last thing, but I, I talked about uh, phasmophobia a little bit um, last time, but I really clearly didn't have any idea of what this game was because I kept asking my friends and I actually played it. I was like asking him like, what, what is the goal? Like there, and my friend just kind of uh, said like, oh, just figure out what kind of ghost it is. I'm like, what do you mean figure out what kind of ghost it is? So it, it almost plays out like a board game. You go into an area and the ghost is one of several types of ghosts. And I'm going to rattle off a few. It could be a banshee. Um, it could be a demon. And there's a could few others. Could it be others. a slimer? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> I, 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 Their slimer isn't one of them, but you get the idea. There and is no Dana. There's only Zool. <laughs> So certain ghosts will have certain characteristics and as you sort of observe particular behaviors, whether it's a specific temperature or it is, um, you know, based on how the ghost interacts with certain items, like whether they'll walk through salt and leave salt footprints, um, it kind of, there's basically, if you have, there's three pieces of evidence and if you can get the ghost, if you can observe all three of those, you can, basically you will know what type of ghost it is. Um, 
sometimes you can kind of guess if you have two pieces and it's down to two different types of ghosts, you can say, uh, my gut tells me it's this one. So if you guess right, you get more money for the campaign, which you can use to buy more items for more advanced ghost hunts. Um, and if you guess wrong, you don't get as much money. So there's that. Um, there's also these little creepy objectives that you like, I guess there's a, a piece of bone that is stored mm. somewhere in the level and some of them, okay, this is a house or a cabin that you're exploring. Yeah. But one of the maps we did was like an entire school, like a two story school, which is very, yeah, it's pretty large. And I guess the, the, the ghosts can get in the state where they're hunting you. And when they're hunting you, the lights go out, uh, the door is locked shut and all you can do is hide. Um, <laughs> otherwise they will kill you. So, okay. Yeah. It's um, it is creepy. I do want to try playing in VR just for fun, but I needed, I tried it in VR, but I need to learn the controls first before I gotcha. try in VR. So since you have limited buttons in VR, so. Oh, that reminds me that there was the uh, update for Half-Life Alex to give all the commentary. Yes. Guess I need to play through that again. Yeah. I'm going to actually finish that soon. So yes, you should. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keep saying that. So I'm just going to stop. So, (laughs) well, just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean you won't. Um, All right. I guess I think that's it. Are you, we good here on what we've been playing? Yeah. All right. Well, then I guess that means it's time to go. So before we go, do you want to tell everybody what our next game is going to be? Our next game, we have decided after much deliberation and anticipation by popular request, (laughs) is Monster Truck Madness for the N64. Popular request. (laughs) Uh, We don't take requests, but (laughs) if if we did, I'm sure all of them would in entirety would be Monster Truck Madness on the N64. Yeah. Um, we are going to try and play the PC version as a form of comparison because this is back in the day when uh, PC games and console games were very different. <laughs> yes, and I I grew up playing the PC version of this game, and I had the N sixty four version. So, um, yeah. you know, we can come join us next time where we argue about which is the superior version. It's definitely the PC version. <laughs> well, we may not, we might not even be able to argue about it if we can't get a Windows ninety five game functioning properly. Exactly. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see how so much. It's going to be very easy, or it's going to be next to impossible. Yeah, so. way easier for Nintendo sixty four games because uh, you just plug it in and turn it on, and you're good to go. Yeah. But cool. Well, I'm excited for Monster Truck Madness, and I really hope that we get to play both, and I really hope that you get to see how much better the PC version is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It Uh, looks pretty flat. So (laughs) It's funny. I'm saying that with never playing the N64 version, but I am looking forward to it. Um, Well, cool. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. We know there's a lot of of podcast options out there, uh, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words into your ears. It really means a lot. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com. Uh, and you can subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. 
Uh, again, come join us next time where we talk about Monster Truck Madness for the Nintendo 64 and hopefully PC. Uh, but bye for now. See you.